This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Tuesday, April the 13th, and we start off with news today that scientists have confirmed the Kemp variant of coronavirus is no more deadly or severe than the original strain. Two separate studies suggest patients weren't at any higher risk of developing long COVID or worse symptoms either. But experts say the variant is more transmissible. Professor Robert West is an expert in health psychology. He says it's vital we're still careful to stop the spread of coronavirus. We've always got to be on our guard. We, we, it's, it's a bit of a, rate, a sort of arms race, if you like, about us keeping our infection rates sufficiently low and our borders sufficiently secure so that we can always keep ahead of variants with, the, with our vaccination programme. That's something that's been echoed by the Prime Minister today as well, after lockdown restrictions were eased across the county yesterday. Meantime, younger people in Kent are being urged not to put off getting the COVID vaccine, even though it might make them feel more ill than those who are older. Scientists reckon their body's reaction to the jab is stronger because the immune system's response gets weaker with age. Professor Martin Michaelis is an expert in molecular medicine at the University of Kent, He says there's a difference between men and women too. It can be that it is actually a stronger immune response. So younger people we know have a stronger immune response. The the strength of the immune response declines over a lifetime. Um, There are also data now that show that younger people, if they have been infected, are often longer protected from COVID-19 than older people whose immune response declines just quicker. So, so and, and, and that is actually the major point. What we feel, or most of the, what we call side effects, I'm actually not sure whether we should call them side effects because they're a sign that our immune system starts working. So there are two parts of the immune system. There's an initial one that protects us immediately, what is called the innate immune response. And that is what we actually have the side effects from or the many of the effects from so if we have a fever um, body temperature rises that um, inhibits the replication of many pathogens many viruses many bacteria so that's an unspecific response that we have and that protects us from many diseases now obviously when we are vaccinated we don't need that because in the vaccine there is no pathogen yeah it's just something that teaches our immune system how a pathogen looks, but we still have the same reactions. It might be inconvenient, but most of these, it's also vomiting, diarrhea, all unspecific methods to get rid of something. Although if you have, if you, if something has got injected in your arm, it doesn't make any sense to vomit. Of course. So these are just things that have evolved. Yeah. Over time, there's a, and, and sometimes they are helpful. If we eat the wrong thing, they are very helpful. If we get a vaccine, they are not. But still, it's, it's also in a way reassuring because it shows our immune system is working. And now we need this unspecific effect because that also induces primes than the specific effect, the acquired resistance. So we, we have 
her, all heard a lot, I guess, in the media about antibodies and, and T cells that recognize infected cells and the virus and, and then protect us longer term from the disease. We don't know how long yet, but, but that is, we have this longer term response. And that is initiated by this innate immune response. We also told you last week that under 30s in Kent will be offered an alternative to the AstraZeneca jab after a small number of cases where people developed blood clots. The Mass Covid Vaccination Centre in Thanet is hosting a catch-up clinic for teenagers who've missed other routine immunisations today. It's hoped around 300 youngsters will be able to get their HPV, meningitis or booster jabs up to date at the former Saga Call Centre in Ramsgate. Kent Online News. Some other top stories and a fourth teenager has been convicted over an attack in Canterbury which left a student permanently brain damaged. Daniel Ezzedine, who's still continuing his rehabilitation, was given just a 30% chance of survival after being assaulted in the city centre in 2019. An 18-year-old has today pleaded guilty to violent disorder and will be sentenced in June. Three others were previously sentenced for their involvement. The family of a 14-year-old Sheppy boy who died from a rare heart condition have been told he couldn't have been saved. Malachi Conway was playing his PlayStation at home in Minster when he collapsed and stopped breathing last June. He'd been having regular treatment throughout his life and a coroner at an inquest into his death has ruled it was natural causes. A 10-month-old poppy has been found dead in a plastic bag which had been dumped by a road in Raynham. The RSPCA say a member of the public discovered the Shetland sheepdog in Nearsborough Road last Friday morning. The charity's investigating and says the dog also had a passport number registered on his microchip, showing he was imported into the UK from Belgium last November. A robber who assaulted staff at two separate Dartford shops, threatening one with a knife, has been jailed for more than five years. Michael Foreman attacked a cashier at a business in Stone in December and took cans of cider. The following night, he left a service station in Greenhithe without paying before targeting a member of staff and threatening someone who intervened. You can see CCTV footage from one of those attacks at Kent Online. The 31-year-old from right close in Swanscombe admitted charges including robbery and actual bodily harm. A Maidstone man, meantime, has been jailed for six months after attacking hospital staff following a machete attack at his home. The 28-year-old hit one nurse with a crutch and punched another at the William Harvey in Ashford in November while health workers were battling the second wave of coronavirus. After being released from hospital, he then attacked a police officer near Maidstone. Stone Station. £40,000 has been seized by Kent Police at the Channel Tunnel. Three men have been arrested on suspicion of money laundering after the cash was found during three separate vehicle checks on Saturday. They've all been released under investigation. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. Now, Muslims across Kent have begun the first day of fasting during the month of Ramadan. The religious period sees Muslims avoid eating or drinking during daylight hours. They'll also be able to go for prayers at the mosque, which couldn't happen last year because of the first COVID lockdown. Ish from our sister radio station KMFM is Muslim and has been catching up with friends Ali and Saad from Gillingham. Okay, guys, so the month of Ramadan has arrived, the most holy month, the most important and the most rewarding month in the Islamic calendar. How are we feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling quite excited for this year's Ramadan. Obviously, it is still kind of under kind of kind of COVID kind of lockdown circumstances, but the restrictions aren't as bad as they were this time last year during Ramadan, where the mosques were closed. A lot of people had to do 
their fast kind of independently without seeing family, without alone, isolated. So a sense of normality Ramadan this year. So I'm kind of yeah excited. And as you mentioned, it's the holiest month of the year. It's a great month for us to kind of self-reflect on kind of the past year and kind of the religion, our duty as kind of a son or as a parent, as a sibling, as kind of a member of the local community and so on. How about you, Sarah? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Ramadan this year. I think it's just the whole getting together as a family and there's a the whole Muslim community get together and you know, there's a proper feeling of all achieving the goal of obviously fasting for the whole month and obviously there's a whole spiritual feeling. For me, I think similarly to what you said, Ali, about that self-reflection, this period is a quieter period in, in the sense that you do reevaluate yourself and are you fulfilling your obligations as a Muslim? And obviously one of those main priorities, a fundamental part is fasting. It's one of the five pillars of Islam. Are you guys ready for that? I like to think I am. I've kind of been brought up on it since I was kind of like a young kid. So, and in terms of doing the whole kind of month, I've been doing that for kind of for the last 10 years. So I built up kind of that mental aspect of it in terms of the actual difficulties of completing the fast. The Islamic calendar does kind of go back like 11, 12 days every year because it's based on the kind of, it's a lunar calendar, so based on the moon. So in terms of the actual length of the fast, it isn't as long as that's been as the past few years or as over the summer months. So I think in total this year, it's about a 16-hour fast, which is still quite, quite long. But you kind of want to use start developing that happen that habit of fasting you kind of get into your routine what about yourself Saad? yeah i think i'm mentally prepared at the moment um generally everyone does anticipate it everyone knows that it's it's around the corner like as it gets closer you do kind of get yourself ready for it but like ali said in the summer it will be longer so we've experienced as we've been growing up obviously during our teenage years it's been I think during July, August time, which is when it's at its longest. So sometimes you're fasting from like, say, two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning till like 9pm in the evening, which is really long. And it's a proper test. Um, At the end of the day, that's what it is. This holy month, it's a test of all of us and the whole Muslim community. You mentioned fasting being one of the pillars of Islam, the five pillars of Islam. So and obviously charitable donations, zakat. But giving money to charity is also another pillar. So it isn't just about kind of looking after yourself, your family, but also kind of reflecting on kind of we go through this kind of experience to kind of like even though it would kind of never compare to people that are actually going through starvation or hunger, it kind of gives you that idea of how tough it is and the fact that people actually do this not out of choice, but just because of the situation they're in. Yeah, I think it's... It's about stripping away those luxuries and those privileges, isn't it? And I know we do fasting for one month and we we talk about this self-reflection, but we we don't want to squander that by not extending it beyond Ramadan. I mean, that's also part of the purpose behind it. It's not just for one month that you, you be extra good or extra nice and extra charitable. We have to maintain that throughout the whole year. You've got to look at the small things and try and improve on try and improve on them and obviously once Ramadan is over you don't want to just forget all the good things that you've built up and all the rewards you've built up all the prayers that you've made you obviously want to carry them on and try and build good habits and I think at the end of the day it's 
the small good deeds build up over time and you hope to carry them forward. Kent Online reports. Salad maker Bacavor are creating new jobs at their site in Deal. 150 permanent roles are going to be available in Tilmanstone, which the company hopes will help boost the local economy. Holiday makers could soon stay on the Kent country estate where Jane Austen wrote some of her work. The novelist stayed at Godmersham Park, which is between Canterbury and Ashford, in the late 1700s and early 1800s. The owners have proposed turning a neglected building known as the Buyer on the 1200-acre estate in to a guest house. And former Kent Strictly star James Jordan has shaved his hair off on live TV today for charity. The 43-year-old who lives in Seven Oaks with his wife and dance partner Ola and their one-year-old daughter explained on his Twitter earlier this month why he was doing it. I haven't been on social media for quite a long time now um, because my father unfortunately passed away on the 13th of March at 8.05 in the morning and I've been totally devastated. I did try and do this post before, but wasn't able to because I was just too upset. But I feel the time is right and I have to do it, so please bear with me. Just give me a couple of minutes of your time just to listen to what I have to say, um, because this could potentially change your life or someone in your families. Um, My dad had a stage four brain tumour, a glioblastoma, Uh, He was diagnosed approximately one year ago and myself and my family watched him slowly disappear. Um, It's an absolutely horrendous, horrendous disease. Cancer is awful, no matter which cancer it is, but brain tumour in particular takes away that person's identity a lot. Um, Brain tumours are the biggest cancer killer in children and adults under 40 and out of 600 million pounds which is raised currently in the UK less than three percent of that uh, goes to brain tumor funding for treatments um, etc etc so I want to change that and I want to bring awareness to it because I don't want any of you guys to have to go through what my father went through and what my family went through Um, and I'm on here um, to like I said, raise some money now um, to the Brain Tumor Charity. And many of you have noticed that my hair has been getting longer and longer and longer. And it became a bit of a superstition. I didn't want to get it cut all the time. My dad was still with us. And uh, yeah, because of lockdown and my dad's illness. And then, like I said, it became a superstition and I just wasn't wanting to cut my hair. But I feel the time is right. And hopefully we can do something good from it. Um, and like I said, many of you have been pointing out how horrendous it looks. And I agree. It looks pretty, pretty bad. It's pretty long. I'm going to shave it off totally. And all I want from you guys, I've never done anything like this before. Um, I want to raise as much money as we can. Um, please, please share this. Um, I'm going to shave it off on the 13th of April, which is my birthday. And it's one week before we, um bury my father um and please please just support this charity and bring awareness to it some young ambassadors of the charity shared messages before he appeared on loose women at lunchtime hi james jordan i'm one of the young ambassadors back at the brain tumor charity and i just wanted to say thank you in advance of your head shave um it's literally incredible what you're doing um i too unfortunately lost my dad to a brain tumor so um i think it's amazing what you're doing um 
for people like us and for everyone that has to endure a brain tumour, whether it be them or a family member. Um, I really hope your head shave goes well. Um, I will be thinking of you and I hope you rock your new look. Um, I see you're so close to your 12,000 grand target, so I really hope you hit it. But even the 10 grand you've raised already is just incredible. So hopefully with people like you, we can halve the harm that brain tumours cause and double the survival rates. Because together, I promise we will beat brain tumours. Um, so thank you so much for everything you do, because me and everyone at the charity really, really appreciate it. Hi James. First of all, I want to wish you a really happy birthday and what an incredible way to start the celebrations with this amazing fundraiser. You have spread so much awareness around brain tumours and now you are raising incredible funds to help the brain tumour charity and to help fight this condition. I know what it's like losing a parent to a brain tumour and I know how truly devastating it is. As a young ambassador, I have seen so many families fighting brain tumours with your funds and your awareness, hopefully we can make a difference. So if you're watching this now and you've got long hair, it's time to get the shaver out, do the deed, and let's see the results. All the best. So far, James has raised over £11,000. We've got details of the link to his fundraising page at Kent Online. Kent Online Sport. Cricket and Canterbury is going to host one of England's women's matches against New Zealand this summer. The Spitfire ground will be used for their fifth one-day international on Sunday the 26th of September. That's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.